Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Hillbilly Horror. Yeehaw! And this week, I'm joined by my good, 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 good friends and hosts, Parrish. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for, thanks for chiming in. And Travis, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I, I don't really know what kind of accent I'm going for, but <laughs> this is what I settled up home. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the did same you watch accent Halloween you did for again? Adam Sandler. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler uh, cosplaying uh, one of the mutants from The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Although they don't really oh. talk. Oh, they do not speak English. Matt, none of them do. So. That's true. All right. Well, anyway, enough enough messing around. This is we're this is a serious podcast. Um, we uh, are going to be reviewing two mid two thousands horror flicks, both of which feature uh, hillbillies. Wrong turn more than uh, the hills have eyes, even though hill is in the name. But uh, one has villains that are the product of radioactive uh fallout and the other is the product of incest so it's the main difference but hillbillies can be the product of nukes right nuclear testing they're fucked sure. up and they live in the hills right hillbillies I mean, can be the product of nuclear testing i don't think just so, fuck, fucked no. up people who live in the hills right i mean isn't that what a hillbilly is yeah but that's not what they're not because of nuclear testing. In the hills have eyes. That's well, why they're mutants, not why they're what, hillbillies. What qualifies <laughs> a hillbilly? Someone who lives in the hills doesn't like leave the area, like doesn't have, like has, like lives off the grid. That would fit for hills have eyes. I feel like. Mm-hmm. But and I'm saying Matt was asking if the nuclear fallout made them hillbillies. They were already hillbillies. Right. The nuclear fallout made them mutants. Mutant hillbillies, which is even better. Yeah. What are <laughs> what are some of the other uh, uh, prerequisites for being a hillbilly? I feel like you have to own a pair of suspenders, right? Or no. Sure. Trousers? Is it trousers or suspenders? I always mix what? them up. It Maybe would be trousers, wear. right? What are tr- aren't trousers just like fancy pants? Trousers? No, suspenders are the things are the... that hold up your pants. If that's what you're talking about, Matt. That's what sus- suspenders hold up pants, right? That's yeah. That's what I'm, I'm thinking of trousers. Like, what the... are we even talking about right now? We're talking about the hillbilly uniform. <laughs> what does it take? Am I am I wrong here? Like den like a denim pair of trousers. Like a like a pickup truck. I don't think they're typically called trousers. Are you talking about pants? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like but you no o- overalls? Is that what I'm? Overalls. Going for? There overalls. You go. Oh <laughs> my <Fuck>. god. What? <laughs> 
honestly, I could not think of the word, but wait, what are trousers? Are trousers just know? pants? Trousers are just fancy pants. It's just a fancy, fancy name for pants. Really? <laughs> yeah, like when British people say pants, they say trousers. Oh fuck. Go try oh your trousers. Like that's not a that's not that's not a word other than pants. That's why I was so confused. Oh shit. Okay. Well I meant overalls. <laughs> That's why I was like, "Am I crazy?" What? Jesus, all right, Ryan, overalls. Have to cut all of this. <laughs> all right, let's just start over. Hello, and thank. No, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, well, we're gonna be starting things off with Wrong Turn, which is uh, released in 2003. Um, let me read the plot synopsis real quick before we get into it. Um, Chris and a group of five friends are left stranded deep in the middle of the woods after their cars collide. As they venture deeper into the woods, they face an uncertain and blood curdling fate. Um, this is a first watch for me. Um, Travis, you've, you had seen wrong term, but it's been a while. Years ago. Yeah. Okay. And Paris first watch for you too, right? Yes. This was the first watch for me. Yeah. Okay. So um, this movie popped into my head because I I knew vaguely that it was I knew it was set in West Virginia and I knew it was hillbillies like murdering hill people. Um, And I knew I wanted to do the Hills Have Eyes remake because it had been a long time since I'd seen it. So it just seemed like a match made in heaven. Um, Also, any excuse to look at Eliza Dushka for 90 minutes, I'll take it. Um, And wrong term. I think you would all agree that this is a very, very mid-2000s movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the <laughs> opening credits, some of the worst opening credits ever. Like, I don't know about you guys, but could you barely fucking read, like, the font that they used? It was, like, kind of blurry, and maybe it was just, like, the quality of my internet at the start of the stream, but I could barely make out... During those yeah. opening credits, it was like kind of fuzzy and hard to it make was like out. The the platinum dunes effect. <laughs> platinum dunes effect. Yeah, that's the Michael Bay like horror uh, production company. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I knew. I don't had think I knew that, that kind of vibe. Michael to Bay it. has a horror production company. Mm-hmm. He's a auteur. He's got a. He you know he wants to elevate all of these. Uh, these filmmakers who uh, may have flown under the right the radar, he wants to give them a platform to put out their uh, their masterpieces, which I think we can all agree, wrong turn, masterpiece. No, I mean maybe for the genre, <laughs> but <laughs> it was uh, not very good. Um, I had a good time with it. I won't say I didn't, but it's. Poorly acted and paint um, by numbers. Yeah, it's it's very generic. Um, there were a couple scenes that I thought were one decent, and other scenes that were two, just so silly and weirdly <laughs> shot that I was like, "What is happening here?" We'll we'll circle back to specifics later, but um, just to open up the discussion, I thought it was entertaining but uh objectively i I shouldn't say objectively right this is a review show but it was a bad movie that i had a good time watching and i feel like you guys probably agree i don't know maybe Um, you hated it maybe you loved it 
Honestly, I've grown a little tired of this type of genre slash like horror subgenre. I just, I don't get off on this stuff anymore. I think I've just matured or something, but they don't <laughs> hit the same. What would you call this type of subgenre? Torture porn. It's like a slasher slash okay. torture porn. I would say it's a slasher. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it, it gets into torture porn territory. Maybe Hills Have Eyes more so. Oh, yeah. I would say you could definitely make that argument for Hills Have Eyes. But, uh, there, I mean, there's some gruesome kills. But, I mean, that's that's the slasher genre. Like, post yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. And basically, well, like, has- Halloween reinvigorated it. And then all those franchises of the eighties popped up and they basically just escalated in trying to come up with the goofiest, most violent kills possible. And that's kind of what that's this what is. I'm curious. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the kills are pretty brutal and then you kind of see the aftermath, but there's no real in between. You don't see a lot of like what happens. The people just kind of disappear. Yeah. Yeah. You see like the mangled body after the fact, which is pretty gross. Like I think the main example would be the girl on the uh, the table oh, in the house. My God, her that was leg pretty was gross. Fucking destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I Kurt missed it. I was like, Oh my God, did you see that? And he was like, See what? And I literally rewinded about well, accidentally rewinded way too far back. But I made like the whole <laughs> effort to do all of that just so he could see that leg and be just as grossed out as I was. Yeah, that um, that was gross. Um, I thought that the killers were a little uninspired. Like the the most interesting one, which is also the cheesiest, was the I don't know the character's name, but the one that had like the maniacal laugh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that was kind of creepy. Like it, it was effective, but um they're just so stupid i mean yeah they're supposed to be like inbred hillbillies but one of my least favorite tropes in a horror movie is when they try to make a distraction right and a character's like hey over here come get me i'm right here and they like run away and like that makes sense when you're dealing with like a monster but these these are human beings albeit also there were stupid three of them Right, so like, and all three why of they them all need to go right in that direction. Yeah, exactly, and they are stupid. But all three of them are like, oh, 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 let's get them, let's get them. <laughs> they like are like hobbling along with their guns and their bow and arrows. So, I wanted to. This kind of brings up what I wanted to ask you guys: Why are these hillbillies mutants? I see. In this movie, I don't really know what the deal is. Okay. I think they're I just fucked like they're up. Just inbreds. Yeah. Okay. Like, like birth that's defects. The impli- but that's like the implication, right? We're not like told that or shown that or anything. No, I don't. Not okay. else. I missed something, but because I was worried I missed it, but I was like, okay, but like, why are they mutants? Like, why aren't they just regular, scary, crazy hill people? That's that's just what happens when you fuck your sister, I guess. I don't know. Although, where are? <laughs> the women like (laughs) it's just like three dudes do they just like i'm you know like i want to know the backstory of like how these people ended up there like it's just these three dudes living in this fucked up house with jars full of ears and you know intestines and whatever like you know maybe that's explored in the other you know the other 12 turn movies yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. After this one. Down that road. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not taking a turn down that road. I I know ahead of time it's a wrong turn. (laughs) Oh Um, my god. (laughs) Henry Rollins is in the second one though. All right, I'm back in. Might be worth a stab. (laughs) (laughs) So I kinda wanna watch that. Um, Paris, what did you think? I still, I don't really know kind of how you feel about the movie yet. Well, I don't really know how I feel about the movie either. Um, to be honest, (laughs) I sort of like you, it was not a good quality movie. I think we can all agree that I don't think anyone would argue with that, especially having aged so poorly. But Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed myself while watching it so i don't know i feel kind of mixed about it i had a good time with it you know it was under 90 minutes so even though the pacing led some things to be kind of just like whoa okay whatever i guess this is happening now i also liked it i was like good we're moving we're doing quickly because it is a bad movie i didn't want them to linger i was like yep and then that happens we're good we're moving like next scene Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like nothing really surprised me or in the characters. I mean, I know for this type of movie, the characters are supposed to be kind of unlikable and you're almost supposed to be rooting for the kills. Um, but I did not care about any of those teenagers or whatever you want to call you them. You didn't even care about the sunflower hippie man. He was so nice and like understanding. Uh, kill, and... kill them all. No, he was, he, was the, he was the one that should have survived. Him and Elijah Dushku, and then I guess the doctor guy, whatever. I don't. I was mixed on him. Dushku? Is that how yeah, you say her name? I'm pretty sure. I've always heard it, Dushku. You said it differently at the top of the show, and I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, we but... let it slide. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Is it really Dushku? Because that's I mean, honestly that's my favorite name ever. Spelled. That's how so it's spelled, I, yeah. It's Dush- how it's Dushka. Dushka. <laughs> Are no, you? it's spelled you at the end. No, you at the end. I, I'm Are you on... Jewish, man? <laughs> My whole life I've been saying Babushka. it, Eliza Dushka. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is Kurt didn't know who I was talking about when I said, Elijah, oh my gosh, Eliza Dushku's in this. And then I was like, okay, like bring it on, etc. But he also was like fascinated with that last name. It was like Dushku, what a crazy last name. And I was like, is it? Yeah. Know, that's her name. Like, that's amazing. Word, Eliza Dushku. Like, Dushku? Oh my god. Travis, I'm you, obsessed. Am I How do you say I think Dushku is the proper pronunciation. Like there's Ooh. a u at the end, yeah. It's not Dushka. Ka? Why can't it be ka? Dushka would be an a. Why? Oh my god. We're <laughs> So what about the thing that you drink out of? What is that called? Three letter word? A cup? Cup. K- ooh, oh, wait. Ooh, uh Cut. God damn You're it! So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You're, you're trying to say it's Elijah Dushka. 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 How about no, Emmanuel Chikri? Oh, is that the other the other lady in the movie? Kriku. Yeah, the the other honey. Tree. Treeque. Kriku. Paris, are you? Do you have like the cast list pulled up? Can you chime in on uh on this chick's name? I have no idea what you're talking about. So she's she's the <laughs> other girl. She's the um the one who was with uh Dushla. Scott Sunflower Sunflower guy. 
sunflower guy. So is sunflower the guy the one with the the shitty like Oakleys? Like they no, were the no 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 that was the girl in the beginning the redhead whose leg gets fucking destroyed. Then there's the couple that's engaged. That sunflower guy and that sunflower guy curly haired okay. girl with the ponytail. See, I he I loved him. I thought he was great in the movie. That's what I was saying. And yeah. Travis was like, "No, kill them all." No, he's great. He played uh, he played Billy in Six Feet Under, and he's he's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Uh, from Six oh, Feet Under. that's yes. where I recognize him from. Yes. Oh yeah! As soon as he popped up, I was like, "Is that fucking oh Billy?" <laughs> and uh, the main guy is from Dexter. He's the douche, the douchebag cop from Dexter. I didn't remember that either. Kurt pointed that out. Oh really? It was a douche. The, do- the, the doctor. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. So okay, Emmanuel Triqui. 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 Honestly, it could be anything. I've never heard that name said aloud before. So could be Dushka. To be could be Dushku. I don't know. No, that is Dushku. I think you're. I'm like ninety eight percent sure you're wrong. All right. Well, we can move on, I guess, from pronunciations of names. But um, that's all there is to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch. Kind of right, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so. Um, one scene that I wanted to bring up as being like especially bad and just kind of silly was the scene after they climbed up to the top of that watchtower and they were like they like jumped into the trees and they had like a whole sequence where they were like it was like an extended chase scene in the trees like the way yeah. that whole scene was lit. And just the logistics of it, like there's oh, no I hated way when the camera like panned down the tree, like kind of like I don't know, it was a long kind of take, but it seemed like it was some CG effect. The effects, you know, what I'm talking about, were so bad yeah. that any time that the effects were a main part of a scene, it just fell apart. It was bad. Yeah, it needs but... to be a little more rough around the edges and a little more grimy, not so like slick early 2000s bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it was though i mean this was this was the during the the initial boom of special effects <laughs> like that was like hot shit you know everybody wanted to have those types of effects in their movie and then the ultimate culmination of that was james cameron's avatar in 2008 and that's all been downhill since okay i don't even <laughs> think we should put avatar in the same sentence as this movie are you like come on are you an avatar defender (laughs) no not not from a story standpoint but from an effects standpoint yes yes definitely yeah no i I mean it does look pretty cool that's the argument matt was trying to make no i was just like people were this part of the century was Every movie was obsessed with digital effects, right? Like, we've reached That's the point fair. now where a lot of the time I mean, you can't even really tell it's digital effects. Like, a lot of the Marvel movie stuff, there's so much money pumped into it that sometimes you right. can barely tell you're watching digital effects. Well, and then I feel like there's also sort of the uh, return to a lot of prosthetic in a lot of, like, horror movies and stuff where people are like, oh, you can tell that was so cool because that was actually a model or actually prosthetics. Now, right. Because the effects are so good, it's, like, almost like a... I don't even know what you call it a look back or whatever. It's it's like a direct reaction to seeing all these like because it's reaction. cheaper to do it that way, right? Than to do the right. the prosthetics. But yeah, I mean there there's some stuff that looked decent in the movie as far as practical effects, but also some lame digital stuff. Um, but 
I don't know. It's just one of those movies that I think back in the day people liked a decent amount, but in retrospect, I mean, there's not much there, right? I mean, we've seen this movie a million times. There's nothing remarkable about it. There's nothing truly horrible about it. It's one of those like enjoyable middle of the road popcorn flicks. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. If it was 2003 and I, you know, it was a Friday night, everything's popping you know you go to your local blockbuster you see this movie on the shelf i would have confused it with the paul walker road trip movie which i think joyride uh, joyride thank you that's a better movie. Um, which i ha- also haven't seen but when you originally said wrong turn i thought it was that movie <laughs> oh man next next episode hitchhiker movies <laughs> yeah we'll do duel and uh joyride Duel. What is Duel? Duel. The uh, Steven Spielberg movie that's basically what? the same story as Joyride. It's like a TV movie. Duel. What? Heard of was this that. like pre Jaws? TV movie? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was like either his first or second movie. Okay, so pre Jaws. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen technically a TV pre-Jaws. movie. Interesting. Huh. Um, I wouldn't say either of those are really horror movies, though. They're more thrillers. Yeah. but Even Joyride? I've never actually yeah, seen Joyride. Joyride's more of a thriller. There's, like, slight horror tones to it, but not really. It's more so just a, a thriller. What's that? Uh, there's a killer uh, hitchhiker movie. Um, fuck, what's it, what's Hitcher? it called? Kurt, no, no, no. no. Uh, Kurt Russell's in it. Oh. Um, Bl- not yeah. blow um yeah we watched it a, f- like a couple of years last, ago yeah that movie is dope i don't remember what it's called joyride is better better than that <laughs> movie all right um okay well so i i don't have too much more to say about wrong turn it was uh, a movie i had a good time with um but mm, it's not something i am going to revisit um it's you know it's something i'm I'm glad to have seen i guess but eh, it was whatever breakdown was, was the kurt russell movie breakdown yeah i was a little disappointed only in that well i was a little disappointed but also glad because i was like you know feeling scared it didn't have many scares like no it yeah. definitely was a horror movie. There were all the elements there, all some classic cliches, some tropes, but like there was nothing. I wasn't scared and it wasn't like it was entertaining, but it wasn't like campy enough, like some of Bob Zom's stuff where it had that element. I don't know. It felt very like blah. Well, that's the thing with these like blow to mid budget um horror films that are really just trying to like get butts in seats and get people to go see you know hot women and hot dudes get slaughtered you know what i mean like there's not a whole lot of craft with this particular type of 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 genre film like uh, you you have some movies that do something a little different but this movie doesn't really do anything unique it's there's no 
really there's no craft to it like there's no scene that i watched where i was like oh wow that's actually clever or that's that's something i haven't seen before or oh that was that was effective tension building like there was really none of that i mean it was basically an excuse to put some hot people in the woods and have them get murdered by hillbillies right like that that that's all the movie is and it's not trying to be anything other than that and that's part of the reason why I kind of give it a pass and I, I wasn't actively hating it even though it was kind of a bad movie for that reason. You know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those genre flicks that has a good time and there are some fun kills but not scary. There's really no tension building in the, in the movie, right? Other than like um, there's, that, there's that scene where they come home, the hillbillies come home to the house and they're hiding right and they're waiting for them to take a nap or whatever the fuck oh that was and they're trying to escape that's like the closest thing you get to tension really or at least an attempt at building tension for the most part it's just them running around in the woods getting shot at with arrows and stuff you know Mm -hmm. i'll say the only other thing i really wanted to say about this movie was it the part where the doctor guy drove the car through the cabin to rescue our girl Eliza? <laughs> that actually was great. I, I fucking love that. <laughs> it was it was a silly badass moment, right? Like it it was something that makes you uh root for the characters. You're like, oh hell yeah, that's badass. And yeah. it, it accomplished that. Plus then Eliza Dushku got to be like really badass at the end there too. Whereas the whole time she'd been kind of like not able to be skilled. It wasn't like she was unskilled. She just didn't have the opportunity to, to show what she could do. And then at the end there with no, you know, friend that she was trying to hold on to, she was like, yeah, let me shoot some arrows and kick some butt. Yeah, sure. Oh, (laughs) Speaking of shooting arrows, though, the best part in the movie was towards the end when uh, the doctor character like flags down the cop and the cop just gets fucking smoked in the face with the arrow. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Also, how far away was the hillbilly shooting the arrow? I feel like very far. He may be stupid, but he's got the eyes of a hawk. He's a master (laughs) marksman. (laughs) But real talk, though, he shoots the hillbilly in the face and the guy's standing right there and he immediately just goes under the car. Like he would have seen him go under the car, right? Also, when he's no longer under the car, I had a major issue with that. I was like, he would have been able to like he couldn't have silently scooched out from under the car and ran somewhere else. That would be physically impossible. Oh, and I know what you're a, talking about. It when, he, when he looked, so, right? Yeah, and it was it wasn't like there was any other sound in the scene. It was such a quiet scene. And he's like, hmm, and looks under the car and then he's not there. And I was like, literally impossible. That yeah. is not fucking possible. Yeah. But that that's that's a huge trope, right? I mean, the character is in danger. Favorite. Yeah, it's th- this movie is full of those really unbelievable silly tropes. There's a lot of that in this movie. Like between what I referenced earlier in the show and then what you just brought up, there's a couple other examples I'm sure. It's a very very generic 
one of these slasher movies, but um, I like the setting. You know, I think that's kind of what makes it the hillbilly. You don't really see too many movies set in uh, in West Virginia or just kind of like the Appalachian West Virginia. hillbilly area. So, yeah, that, they had that going for it, right? But it was okay. Anything else? Any other points about Wrong Term before we move on to the next movie? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, star ratings. Mm, I will go two and a half. I will also go two and a half. All right. Well, I went with a three. I was borderline three, but then by the time the movie ended and it was pretty generic ending, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's a two and a half movie. I also was back and forth pretty much the whole time. And I think what really won it out for me was my enjoyment. I was having a good time, even if it was at the expense of the movie. I was having a good time most of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, uh, two and a half is like, I'm we're, we're, we're going to have a bad time. Like that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Travis, one last question for you. Did it go up down or stay the same from your, your memory of this movie? Uh, probably down, but I have a feeling most movies of this type would probably go down on a rewatch for me. Um, Haley was excited to watch this with me and she liked it even less than I did. Like she had seen it before and she had very fond memories of it Mm -hmm. and then liked it even less than I did. I think because she had loved it when she was younger. Right. So to see it now, it was like even more disappointing. There's so much of that where I'm like, I've loved this a lot when I was like 15 and I almost don't want to rewatch it because it's like, it's probably not going to live up to that. That's kind of how I feel about uh, Corky Romano. Have you guys ever <laughs> seen that movie? <laughs> I can. I... You're what? You're afraid to rewatch it because you don't want to tarnish it. It's one of like in, right <laughs> now. I remember you talking about how good that movie is, and I never understood. It. Right now, it's a top ten of all time comedy. But if I oh watch it again, God. I'm just I'm worried. Because <laughs> Corky you're Romano is killer. Realize that it's actual trash. Well, yeah, I mean, that movie has always had a reputation for being horrible. Although I did rewatch Kung Pao Enter the Fist a couple of years ago, and it's still just as good as back in the day. So maybe, maybe Corky Romano is uh, the underrated comedy masterpiece of the 21st you guys century. I want some cookies. I, I really, really, really don't think it is. Well, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on 4K, and then I'll. Uh, I'll pop on Corky Romano. Yeah, right. That movie made a (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on to part two of the double feature. Um, The Hills Have Eyes, the 2006 remake. Uh, This is directed by Alexander Aja, Mm -hmm. who uh, is responsible for Haute Tension or High Tension, uh, which is a French kind of new wave French extremism film um, that some people love, some people hate. 
Um, I think that movie is just hot dog garbage. It's the dumbest fucking movie ever. Um, is that the I one remember where it being it's like you're following someone and it's really like aggressive and there's party music and stuff. <laughs> Uh no, I don't think I don't remember. There might be party music, but it is aggressive. (laughs) I don't know. Well, so high tension. Um, I mean that movie came out like almost twenty years ago at this point. But high tension. There's the main character, and she's being like stalked by a killer, and then it turns out she was the killer the whole time. That's the big twist. Sounds fucking stupid, right? It It doesn't make any sense. Is it her and her friend, and then she's the one that's been stalking her friend? I'm pretty sure. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've I've heard of that. that Everyone says it's a great movie until the ending, and then you just shouldn't watch the ending. Yeah, I mean, it's it's effective, but then the end happens, and it just ruins everything. But it had, like, a cult falling, though, when it came out. I think because it had one of those, like, you know, crazy twist endings in... No matter how dumb the logic was of it, people still liked it for that reason. Got people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so he that was his kind of breakout. He's a French filmmaker. Uh, but in the years since Hills Have Eyes, he has also done. Um, he did Crawl from last year, the the Gator movie. That was solid. Um, yeah, that was pretty decent. He did uh, Piranha 3D, which is amazing. I Love don't know that if, movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. You've seen is that, that right? Have no. not. Really? Neither of you guys have seen Horns? It's been on no. my list for like forever, like as probably as long as it's been on Netflix or whatever, but I've never actually watched it. Huh. I've never seen it either. I thought uh, Paris, I thought. What am I confused? Oh, no. You know what? I'm thinking of Tusk. You've seen Tusk, right, Paris? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I feel like that's a different, very different movie. Horns, Tusk. They are, but I just just mix up the title. I I remember we had (laughs) talked about it before. Um, So anyway, so that's who he is. So he, he signed on to do this remake of The Hills Have Eyes, which is based on a Wes Craven film from the 70s. Um, let me read the plot synopsis. A family falls victim to a group of mutated cannibals in a desert far away from civilization. Um, I have seen the Wes Craven version once. Um, fun fact uh, before we get into the review. So Cinephiles Digest actually started as a blog of mine in college that I called Death Boo. Has Come. C-U-M? Which is, yeah, de- <laughs> I wish. No, it's a it's a reference to Halloween. Uh, Harold, uh, uh, Doctor Loomis's character says, "Death has come mm. to your town, sheriff, or whatever." You guys can't see, but I'm making jack off hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we gotta we gotta move this over to Zoom so I can see the jack off hands. Uh, and the fans, the fans want to see the jackoff hands. Um, well, uh, we'll start a Patreon so people can watch videos of uh, us uh, recording. It'll be very boring, and then uh, occasionally we'll do jackoff hands. Mm-hmm. It's just an hour of of jackoff hands. I think people would pay for that, right? That's for that's for our only. Fans. I think that's only fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, so I, it started as a blog that I did in college because I wanted to write movie reviews, right? And one of the first reviews I did was a retro review of The Hills Have Eyes. 
and it's still the most read piece of writing that I've ever I've ever made. Like, is 20, it still on the internet? It's still on the internet. Yeah, like uh, something like twenty thousand oh people Matt, read that review. Please, please, twenty thousand words. Can, if you can link <laughs> that in the show notes or post it on something like we 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 all need that oh it literally if you go to cinephilesdigest.wordpress.com it's there because it i changed the name of it so death has come turned into cinephiles digest and then a couple of years into doing that started the podcast so that review is still on there um anyway the reason i brought just, that just up, read it on the show <laughs> on air all right let's pull this up no that's kind of long i'm not gonna do that um but the reason i bring that up is i did not like the hills have eyes very much the original but had very fond memories of the remake which i had only seen once in the theater back in 06 i was a freshman in high school um so i was excited to return to it um what did you guys think of the hills have eyes has had Paris seen it before? I believe so. This is a first watch for you, right, Paris? Yeah, I had. Well, so yes and no. I had started to watch the movie when I was like 12 or 13 at like a friend's house. And um, it got to the scene in the trailer where um, one of the mutants is suckling on a woman like a fucking baby. And I got so grossed out that I had to stop it and leave. So <laughs> technically, no, I'd only watch up to that point and have very brief memories. And also, my memories of it are a lot more intense and gross. Maybe I was just younger and now more desensitized or something. But I guess technically it's a first watch. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so regardless, what did you think of it uh, watching it now as a 28-year-old? Yeah, that is my age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I felt like it was very inconsistent. So there were parts that I really liked. There were parts that were really interesting. I like some of the camera work, some of the shots, some of the, some of the style stuff. But there was so... The character motivation kept changing. Like, for example, I can't even remember his name, but the, the husband with the glasses, it's really douchey in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to die. And then he gets to be all heroic at the end. And it just, it, that didn't seem to fit his character I didn't really feel like he had a come to Jesus moment where it's like a turn and he becomes heroic. He just all of a sudden was, it felt like to me. And I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of that where it was just like inconsistent. So I don't know. I'm pretty mixed on it. That's fair with his character. I mean, he's kind of, I think part of his arc is that he's kind of made out to be a bit of a pussy by his father-in-law. Right. So I think that's part of his arc is that when the shit hits the fan, he's supposed to rise to the occasion. But I see what you're saying. It, it's definitely not handled great. Um, yeah, you don't really ever buy him as like the savior either. No, not really. I mean, I think I think it's fine. Like, I don't think it's necessarily poor um, in that regard. It's just... Uh, 
maybe a little a little out of left field, a little unbelievable, but um I didn't have problems with him per se. Um Travis, what about you? How did how did you feel coming back to this one? Um so I remember liking this one quite a bit. I thought it was a solid for the type of movie it is and I do think it's superior to the remake or the original. Um, but it's, I don't know, it kind of falls in that same territory as wrong turn where, I mean, the, both movies feel very similar from like the plot to just like the, the villains yes. and just the scenarios the that intro. they get into. Yeah. Even the so, intro I mean, with the shots of like mutants and newspaper clippings, like the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- I mean, watching them close together probably, you know, hurt both of them to a degree just because they felt so similar. Um, but I still think it's like slightly above average for the genre. And um, there's some cool kills and I think some good tension. I do. I think I agree with Paris, though, that I remember it being more horrific when I was younger. Like none of this stuff really shocked me rewatching it now, but either it's because I've already seen it or because I'm older or a combination of both. But I remember some of the um, scenes just being a little more like disturbing than they actually were on a rewatch. Yeah. Although, I mean, it, I still found it to be pretty fucked up. Like I, yeah. that, that element of just like kind of in your face, just like, graphic horror i still found to be effective after all these years like it's maybe not as potent as it was when i was you know 15 watching it Mm -hmm. but i still you know was was it's a repulsive movie in a lot of ways like from the graphic like violence to the like makeup and like prosthetics of the um the hillbilly cannibal mutant family you know what i mean like some pretty kind of freaky stuff, like nothing that I was legitimately scared by, but I thought it was was rather effective. I found. Well, yeah, the stuff in the trailer was pretty like the, you know, the, their trailer was um, pretty horrific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even, even though it wasn't like so fucking awful, I had to turn off the TV and like go in the other room or something. I still found, yeah, the scene where the mutants are in the trailer was so horribly fucked. And I was like, I can't believe I'm being made to watch this. You stupid motherfuckers, Matt and Travis. Like, I was so mad. Hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> mostly Matt. Mostly Matt. <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so... Um, what did you guys think of the performances? Because it's it's a pretty mixed bag, I think. So Levine's always great. Ted Levine. Oh, he played. Um, oh, yeah. right, right. Or the grandpa, or whatever you want to call him, the elder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I so he that. he's the first one to die in the movie, right? Because he he goes off on his own. Um, I was disappointed by that smoked. because he is a better actor, but it made sense because he is like the most capable. Like he's an ex-cop, he knows how to use a gun. Well, like 
he does he though he missed a lot of shots yeah (laughs) i had a problem with that (laughs) theoretically he's the most capable so i understand why they had to kill him off early on yeah oh for sure but they kind of had to right but just the fact that he has this background of being like I don't know if he was former military or former law enforcement, but he he does like a security gig on the side, right? And he he's just like firing fucking willy nilly as he's like running. He's just like shooting. Like there's what six bullets in that gun he had, and he's just like it's a fucking mag. Actually, yeah. um, Kurt Kurt said the same thing, and I was like, yeah, classic cops. You know, shoot first, ask questions later, just shooting all around. Not even looking, you know, defend the police. But anyway, um, I I don't know. He. He was a try-hard dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he was retired. Maybe he was just terrible at uh, being a police. Um, But, I mean, I don't know if you guys would agree, but, I mean, I thought it was... There were some pretty effective scenes as far as tension building. Like, for example, the scene where uh, it's kind of the initial bloodbath right like about a third of the way in the movie where the the hillbilly cannibals get into the rv and there's like about to be a rape scene and it's just so uncomfy and they're still uh because they light the dad's dead body on fire right so the men and the mom are just yeah, like trying to put him out i don't, I don't think horrifying. he was quite dead yet but <laughs> was he not oh yeah, i guess he was, he was screaming at first he wasn't had he? been shot but i don't think he was dead and then i'm pretty sure he was burned alive oh, yeah like, i think yeah. he died by <laughs> burn that was a tough scene to watch and i thought it was you know as gross as it is i thought it was very effective um just with the the back and forth because you don't know what's gonna happen at first it's just uh fucking claire from lost and she's like being harassed and pinned down, and then the wife comes in, and then she ends up getting shot and smoked. Like, that was pretty brutal, and brutal Honestly, enough to like make me physically kind of unnerved. Their teamwork there sucked ass because yeah. they like tried to save the dad, yeah. even though he was a lost cause, and then that like created the die. I mean, it was all you know part of their plan. But it was right. like an amazing diversion to get <laughs> to the the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that scene was fucked. They were not prepared. But Matt, I, I I agree with you that like it was very effective in that like that was the scene was chaotic, but you always knew like what was going on and where, and you're kind of running back and forth, even the the going back and forth between what's happening outside what's happening in the trailer and it's so tense and like when when the mutants in the trailer but he's like holding the daughter Claire from Lost like her, her mouth or whatever and then someone like goes to go in the trailer but like looks outside I was like oh yeah. just oh it was yeah super creepy mm-hmm. um and some some silly stuff that uh, kind of brought the movie down a bit for me. So, like, for example, the little girl, uh, Cannibal Hillbilly, who she's the only... Uh, little Red Riding Hood? Yeah. She's <laughs> the only one who is kind of made to be a sympathetic character because she 
never hurts oh, anybody definitely. and she's just kind of lurking and then there's stuff towards the end where she's like actively trying to save them and it's just it felt out of place like it kind of felt like the screenwriter just kind of put that in there to be a device to you know like a like a get out of jail free like an assist trophy in the movie to help them get out of their their predicament and i can't recall if there was an equivalent in the original um i don't remember there being one i don't really remember how that movie ends but she's kind of the only reason he's successful right because i mean don't they like fall off a cliff and then there's a part where like yeah, the, the bad guy's like okay dead if it wasn't for her for sure yeah, yeah. Um, um but i dude. can i fun fact about her she her and the small children in the house were the only mutants that had any digital effects on them that weren't just all practical Really? So, did they just like digitize her face, or like what? What was what was what digital effects were applied? I have no further information. <laughs> Kill it <laughs> That's the end of my tidbit. Um, I know it was a combination of practical and digital effects. Yeah. Well, it looked pretty good. I I didn't notice that there was any sort of like digital application on on that. Um. To that though, I mean the makeup of this movie is pretty good, like yeah, across about, the board. Uh, Bob yeah. Egghead at the end. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Yeah. <laughs> the fucking big brain or whatever he's called, I was shooketh. That was gnarly, right? Also, I'm sorry. Like, could they not have fashioned some sort of wheelchair that had a support for his head? Oh my his forehead. It's just it's just goobling out the back. Like yeah. what? It's just like fucking staple gun a piece of plywood to the back of that thing or something, right? Just so well, his, his the, brain has something to rest had, on. had like a whole head here situation. Poor big brains like, nope, you're you're fucked. You're just goobling out the back of this wheelchair. Stare, stare at the ceiling for the rest of your life. That's the life, dude. He was just oh. not even a TV on in there when you first meet him. He's just fucking sitting in the wheelchair, like staring at a crack in the ceiling. I forgot another fun fact. Actually, the mutant with the headgear was also the makeup artist for the movie. Mm. So he intentionally put all the makeup budget to his own fucking dumb head. Right. He was like, I need headgear. Big brain. You can fuck off, I guess. <laughs> hey, wait. What did you guys watch this on? Uh, HBO, Amazon. Yeah. I think, I, think I fucked up. I should have. So I don't have a a great setup still for watching discs. Get it together, dude. You've been moved in for like three Blu-ray. weeks now. I have this on Blu-ray, and I bet I have the unrated version, and I probably watched the rated version on HBO. So I was. So they That's also the have the unrated version <laughs> on HBO. Oh. Oh, when I when I looked up Hills Have Eyes, it had both mother and I almost watched the unrated version, but I thought "Mm, we're probably watching the regular one. So I should probably watch that. But apparently there's an extra 15 minutes of footage. Damn, damn, we fucked up. Could have seen some extra, some extra fucked up shit. The rape scene was a half a minute longer, man. No, oh, yeah. we missed. I, was like, out. I don't know if I wanted to go into MC Seventeen territory with this movie. Like, uh. yeah, I wonder, huh? 
Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I just I I went to HBO on Amazon and I found it and didn't think twice. Well, to be fair, I have HBO Max, so maybe it was on there and not other HBO stuff because apparently that's a thing. But yeah, there's all sorts of weird shit, huh? Interesting. Um, well, so I did. I did happen to pull up my uh my review of the original Hills Have Eyes from. Oh my god! I literally also pulled it up because I was gonna read it. Did you? No, it's too long. But <laughs> no, no, no. I was just gonna read it later. I posted it August twenty fourth, two thousand eleven. So that was over nine years ago, and uh, I'll read the last sentence of it. Uh, keep in mind, this is this is about the original. While the movie was somewhat enjoyable and wasn't completely devoid of scares, I found myself disappointed. The remake is probably, in actuality, a total shitfest, but as of right now, I can say I like it more than the original. I really can't explain the film's cult status other than by saying that people just like shitty movies, I guess. <laughs> Damn. So, Matt, what you're saying is you've always been an asshole? And... I guess so. <laughs> And I rated it two out of five bald heads because the guy from the original is uh, uh, he was also in Weird Science and like some other 80s also, movies. Also, Matt, can I say that you're saying the remake is probably in actuality is so fucking you're such a pretentious dude. Well, I'm happy to report Just it's mad not. Jack off hands. <laughs> the remake was pretty fucking good. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know if that's been coming across, but. I I liked it. I thought it was effective. I thought um, it was well made. I mean, there is some some weird editing stuff, but I mean, it's a mid two thousands movie, right? But definitely compared to Wrong Turn, it looks significantly better. At least in just the quality of the film and the whatever post production, like a. Uh, not filter. Um, whatever post production effects they put on it, like the color, um, the color, post production color that they like put the on it, like the color toning or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, looks pretty good. Um, the I thought it was uh, super effective and still still a potent fucked up horror movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. So, one other thing I just wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet is the dog. So first of all, really, really, truly, the dog was the only protagonist that I really wanted to survive because that dog was freaking everywhere. That dog was the hero of this movie. And um, I really feel like so many scenes, it was like Dogus Ex Machina over here. (laughs) It just like that dog could never, like never die. And then just would come out of nowhere and save the fucking day. And then they kept leaving the dog. And then the dog still saves their asses. I was like, y'all can die. That dog is a hero. So if you read it later, my review of the original one has a whole paragraph committed to how much I fucking hate the dog in the original. So it's funny. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. But you should you should read that later. But well, did you feel similarly about the dog in this one? No, I I mean I I liked the dog. It it to me in the original it was more uh, even more intrusive, right? Like it, it. What was the what did you say? Dog dog who sex mocking or whatever. Yeah, like, dog a, is sex mocking. That's a fair way to put it. Because <laughs> there's definitely the dog gets him out of trouble trouble a couple times, right? So it wasn't as bad as the original as far as 
it kind of just coming in to save the day and then swooping out to come back again when there's another encounter with the hillbillies. But it definitely was there to an extent as far as when there's a character who is in kind of mortal danger after the initial bloodbath, the dog comes in, right? Bites a throat, does whatever, distracts the person long enough for the actual human to come in and deal the killing blow or whatever. But and then and then they keep and then the guy leaves him though. They leave the dog. Yeah, are you referring to when he put it in the car? Because he was still trying to be he, stealthy at that point. When he when he put it in the car, when he put the dog in the other, or he leaves the dog and he goes in that room. I think it might have been the bathroom. And he's like trying to not get the guy to break in, and then the guy breaks in through the wall, which is actually super mm-hmm. funny as well. Hmm. That scene I thought was really good too. The that whole scene in the town where he's trying to find the baby, right? I thought that was pretty effective too. Like I honestly thought there was some some pretty effective tension building and and horror moments. Like I, I don't I, I wouldn't go as far as saying I was scared per se, but I mean, it's pretty horrifying some of those moments where you know, he's, he's that, that guy j- breaks through the wall, right? And he's swinging the axe and it's very hectic and filmed in such a way that it's not cheesy, but it's every swing of the axe could be a death blow, but he moves out of the way at the last second. Like I, I thought it was filmed in such a way that, r- that really made it feel like you were like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, over and over again. You know, I thought it was really well done. That that scene in particular, I thought was... Uh, it did feel a little actiony though, a little too actiony for the type of movie it is. But I, I yeah. guess it's the climax, so it, I guess it can amp up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll allow it. And I kind of like that, you know. I mean, I, you don't really see that in in good horror movies. Those sequences that play out like in like an action scene. Where, you know, the, the, the person is, like, dodging out of the way of an axe and, like, sweep-kicking a person. They're rolling around and fighting over a weapon. Like, it, you don't see that too much in these kind of movies. Like, it's mostly just a hot girl running and screaming. And then she trips and sprains her ankle. And then she's hobbled. And then, you know, like, the scene that I think of when uh, that, that trope comes to mind is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre where that girl like sprains her ankle and there's just like a two minute long scene of her running through the woods with Leatherface behind her with a chainsaw. Oh, I love that. I fucking hate that scene. I love I that love movie, that but it's so bad. <laughs> Way too long. I remember that scene. It's, it's close to the end because it's, it's dark. Um, the sun has gone down and she's just like, I don't think there's any music. I think it's literally just a chainsaw revving and her screaming. And it's it's long. It's fucking long. And yeah, but it looks cool. Him running through. The no, it does. It just drags on. It, if it was thirty <laughs> seconds, sure. But two minutes, no. It's just too much. I, this movie, at least with those kind of actiony sequences, mix it up. It's not just a girl running and screaming. You know, like he's 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 searching for cover. He's crawling. He's he's rolling out of the way. He's constantly trying to find a way to to demobilize the 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 bad guy. I yeah, thought it was effective. Action, believable. Those action <laughs> scenes are very fast paced, which makes yeah. them more palatable. I guess I don't know. 
it's very hectic. It's very, uh, very, uh, it's, it's meant to get your adrenaline going, right? It's heavy metal. The movie rules. Fucking metal, bruh. Love it. Yeah, dude, the soundtrack kills. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, um, when the freaking score, when the triumphant music swells, every time it did that, it took me out. Yeah. Like a good score, right? Like, you should, you should it should cause you to feel things but you almost shouldn't notice it right or if you notice it, it should be like or wow, it should be you know sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead <laughs> no no uh i was gonna let you go oh i was gonna say or it should be really fucking cool right it should right, be like exactly b- badass or just like um like john carpenter was really good at that right like yes. writing music that is very catchy but still effective that you you want to hear when it happens and not yes. just like corny or some sort of butt rock bullshit like <laughs> yeah like a good score should either be almost like like it just makes you feel things and you don't even realize there's a score there yeah or yeah like you said or you should be like yeah fuck yeah like this is awesome anytime the triumphant music came it just like took me out of the movie it didn't match the rest of the tone it was so weird and anytime it happened i'd be like Oh, okay. I guess we're good now. Like mm-hmm. whatever. And thankfully, it only happens a, a couple times, right? Like maybe two or three like, times, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Times. Yeah, not yeah. too bad. But when it does happen, it just makes it all that much more. Uh, it just sticks out more than it would have yeah. if it had. I mean, it would have been way worse if it had happened more frequently, right? But it sticks out like a sore thumb the few times it does pop up. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, any other thoughts on The Hills Have Eyes before we uh, wrap this one up? Mm, I got nothing. Not odd. All right. What are your star ratings on this one? This one, I will go three and a half. Mm-hmm. I went with a three on this one as well because Ooh. they are the same movie. Ooh. Paris. They are very similar. (laughs) Well, so the reason I did a three on this, like the three on the wrong turn was because the quality wasn't great, but I enjoyed it pretty much all the way through. Yeah. This one I had the opposite. Like, I thought the quality was so much better. Like, was it was really, it was like well done and cool in a lot of parts, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much. You just can't do grape? Oh, God. Oh no! <laughs> no, not a fan of grape. No, not it's not. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just that. Actually, like Matt said, I thought that scene was like the most effectual. It's just the the. I don't know. Well, I was over there's it. certain like trigger things in movies that if it happens, people are just like, "I'm out." Movie sucks. Movie's fucked. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't and, that wasn't the case for me in this one. It was more. I think I would have probably rated it lower if that was the case. I don't know. I just, I just walked away from it and was like, meh. I don't. I didn't really have a good time with that. So, um, before we uh, head home, one thing that I should bring up that we haven't really talked about is Paris. Before we decided to do a horror movie podcast, I don't know what your limits are i feel like we're like i feel like it's like a bdsm thing like paris i need to know 
what's a hard no <laughs> like yeah but you know you what i not, mean like you did not get my consent for any <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i just i guess i just kind of assumed that you're like we we haven't watched too many horror movies together you and i so i don't really know like does gore bother you like is as we're picking movies and and doing stuff in the future like what's your threshold because i know you don't prior to this you haven't seen a a ton of horror movies so i guess i'm just kind of curious like what your threshold is like do you find yourself reaching a point with some movies you've seen where you're like violently repulsed by a movie like where's your gore threshold like we we didn't have this conversation and now we're having it on air and people are loving it (laughs) it's a lot of pressure um (laughs) gore doesn't bother me literally at all in fact um the gorier the better mm-hmm. sometimes um i even have a weird reaction where i'll just start laughing <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where you know you're in a weird situation and you laugh a lot of people have that reaction yeah, i remember yeah. uh did did i see hereditary with you no no i, I saw it with travis it. no did i see no. it with you travis no i think tom um, i saw it, tom but oh wait paris you haven't seen hereditary right Sure haven't. Okay. But that's okay. I mean. What? I have. Well. <laughs> Why it's, haven't it's been you watched on my list. it yet? It's been on my list. Well, maybe we could do it on. No, you guys already did it on the main podcast. Anyway, it's been on my list for a long time. Well, anyway, the reason I brought that up because there is a scene in that movie that's very out of left field and very graphic. And the reaction in my theater was some people started laughing hysterically. Is it where the sister gets her head cut off? no no not that one (laughs) great scene though Mm -hmm. um okay so gore doesn't bother me i guess i don't know where my limit is with horror because i haven't watched a ton of it so you haven't found it careful i have to be careful because i'm an anxious person so i have to be careful that i'm not getting too scared that i am anxious and then can't go to sleep that night or something so we need what you're saying is you haven't been scared yet by any of these movies. And we need to find something that um, is just going to make you poop yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, Challenge accepted. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if I've been scared by a movie, not in theaters in a long time, being in a theater for me makes a horror movie like 10 times scarier mm. because I can't, distract myself at all Mm -hmm. like even there was some parts in hills have eyes where i knew the tension was building so maybe i'd like check my phone for a second so i don't like scream when the when the jump scare happens or whatever yeah but like when i'm in a theater you're just focused it's dark you're not talking you're not doing anything else you're just focused and i'm the person in the theater that screams like fucking bloody murder (laughs) (laughs) well so last question before we go just just because i'm curious like as we continue to do these episodes and kind of figure out where we want to bring the show what would you say is the scariest movie you've ever seen or the, the the movie that really like you were horrified by See, this is really hard because I used to watch a lot of scary movies when I was younger. Mm. So, like, I don't know if they would affect me the same. I'm assuming not because, like, Hills Have Eyes, like I said, you know, I couldn't even finish watching it. 
But what immediately comes to mind, there were a few things. Like, I watched The Grudge when I was in sixth grade. And that scared the poop out of me. (laughs) And I remember going in the bathroom at school and being afraid of a grudge woman coming, like like long hair crawling over the bathroom door or something at me. Like that was a, that was an active, like I made, made sure to pee very quickly or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. Have, have you seen uh, either of the funny games movies? No. Hmm, that might be. I'm not one. familiar with that at all, actually. Really? Hmm. You would probably, it, those movies are pretty fucked up. You, I think you would find those movies See, fascinating. I like, I like, fucked up shit it's it's the it's the you know what i think it's like ghosts ghosts might scare me might scare me like actually like house ghosts because and i know this is dumb so you know feel free to judge me i watched a tiktok where someone so it's obviously fake right but someone was like let me show you the bathroom nothing's here no one's here blah 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 like whatever it's hallway and then turns the camera and then down the hallway you just see like a figure and then people in the comments were talking about that's a shadow person like don't mess with them blah 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 and i was like oh my god this fake ass bullshit whatever <laughs> i for the following week was convinced every time i turned off the light i would like freak out and be like there's shadow people in the room like my brain went crazy places and so i think that that kind of like could be in your home supernatural horror is probably like the grudge you know like that kind of stuff like that's probably where i'm the most poop my pants scared all right well thank you for the ideas and the ammunition (laughs) i don't necessarily want to watch that right now um okay which what are we doing for our next episode well, I think it's technically your turn. So I don't know if you've made your mind you up yet. Do you want to do but... some vampire ones or something? I did, but since I wanted to ask you guys, I wanted to do make sure that whatever episode was coming out right before Halloween, which I'm assuming will probably be our next one, mm-hmm. um, we do Halloween themes. So like Halloween movie, right? Like explicitly... Like, like ha- takes place like, on Halloween, ass Halloween type stuff. Or? Yeah, like Michael Myers Halloween. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like the movie Halloween. I mean, you're pretty sure of the choir, that? so and Halloween. Either... No. Oh, you didn't rewatch it? Not yet. No. Hmm. Well, so and then either Trick or Treat or Scream. Hmm. Um. Or trick something or treat else. Rules. Trick or treat. I haven't is, seen. I haven't seen Trick or Treat, and I haven't seen Scream in like one thousand years. So I don't Wait, even know if I remember what happens. Paris, you didn't come to my Halloween party where we watched Trick or Treat. I swear I you were there. Late. Oh, yeah, like, you late. bitch! Of course. Wow. Oh my god. Damn. Matt. Oh, I'm kidding. Did you just call me a fucking bitch for co- coming to just... your Halloween it, party like it, forty years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it in. I've been holding it in for three years. (laughs) I've been so mad this whole time. Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, what time did you and Haley get to my Halloween party last year? We were like the third people there. Are you kidding me? Okay, you were not. There were already three people there before. It was a you, Haley, and her boyfriend, and Kurt. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and some of some of her boyfriend's friends and other people. 
Okay, well, I was the first of your friends who showed up besides Haley. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, huh? I remember. It's fine. It's anyway, fine. Anyway, I'm sorry. It just popped out of my mouth. I'm also like three beers deep on a Monday night. So it's fine. I'm pretty sure I've called you an asshole, a dickhead, like a piece of poop. Oh, rightfully so. On the show, but I just had to call you out because that was too good. <laughs> so what are we watching? To be determined, probably. So I think we should watch Halloween and quick poll, pop quiz, trick or treat or scream. I mean, I I'm would choosing, say scream. So. Scream two. Scream two. <laughs> How about Ooh. Halloween and scream? Fine uh, with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travis is like, I hate it. <laughs> no, no, I like those movies. I mean, I feel like I've seen them a bunch and pretty recently, but I'm down to watch them again. They're classics. I've only seen Scream one time. Have you yeah, seen Scream, I, Paris? I don't know because it's another one of those movies. What? Where, like, I it's... well, okay, okay. I've watched Scary Movie. I've seen a bunch of clips of Scream. I may have watched it like at a party or something, or like with other people. You know, like one of those kind of things but i don't yeah. know i definitely definitely not as an adult have i sat down and we just should just watch it. scary movie that would be fun <laughs> scary movie and scream would be kind of fun <laughs> actually wait <laughs> should we do that <laughs> but no i haven't for the seen halloween scary movie episode, in a long time me neither for the halloween episode though i feel like we got to do like halloween so maybe we should do halloween and trick-or-treat okay. okay. it. it's it's they're your picks so yeah it's a, you it's know what? Team. Yeah, I'm changing it because I want to do Scream and Scary Movie later. Let's do Halloween and Trick or Treat. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's, not where, that's not where I thought you were going with that. But <laughs> Did you okay. think I was going to say, let's do Scream or Scary Movie? Yeah. But those aren't Halloween movies. There aren't. Is there another very Halloween movie? I mean, fucking Hocus Pocus or... I've still um, never seen that. Or well, we could do Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah right. Like those Disney, those Disney <laughs> movies. Um, wait, Travis, did you say you've never seen Hocus Pocus? Nope. I don't know how I haven't, but I've that somehow avoided it every year. Rules. <laughs> the only problem, you guys, is that that I'm pretty sure those are only on like Disney Plus. Which I think I have Disney. We Plus. both have. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd have to, you know. You, uh, you can have my login. Use one of your logins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my, my sister is the only one who uses my Disney Plus login. Anyway, well, let's just say tentatively Halloween and trick or treat. Paris, you can decide. You can think on it. We got two weeks. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll record before Halloween. We'll figure out the timing so that we can uh, get the episode out in time. Um, sound good to you guys? Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode four of the Digest. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, If you have any suggestions or conversation topics, double feature suggestions, anything like that, reach out to cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. We will return. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.